Hey there, this is a Wild Femme episode. And if you're new around here, Wild is definitely about our connection to nature for our well being, but it also stands for women into living their dreams because I really believe and have come to understand that we have to take care of our bodies if we want to really live this one wild life. And here with me now is Sheila Botello, and she's a certified integrative nutrition coach and an online entrepreneur. She's a business mentor, and she teaches women really how to prioritize self-care and tap into their feminine strength while living their purpose in the world. And she's also the host of Connect with Sheila Botello on the podcast, and where she shares inspiring interviews. She does solo chats, Q&A sessions, really just helping you to enrich your journey for more satisfaction in your health, in your business, in your relationships. So I'm so excited. Thank you for being here, and welcome, Sheila. Thank you, Jenny, for having me. It's really exciting to be here on your show and in all of these iterations that it will take on after. Yes. And for those who don't know you well, besides being a certified integrative nutrition health coach, what do you want to most be known for? Hmm. Probably allowing women to really connect with who they really are, how they're really feeling and what they want to contribute to the world. That is ultimately the, the thing I'd like to be known for and the work that I'm moving into more and more. I'm seeing that when I talk to people about their self-care, their wellness, their nutrition, underneath everything is people's desire to feel worthy and to be seen and to have their voice heard. And particularly for women over the centuries, <laughs> it's been very ingrained in us to stifle to mm-hmm. stifle what we really want to be doing, to stifle our dreams and our desires in support of instead helping uplift other people, which I am all about uplifting the collective. I just also believe that for a very long time, women have been um, programmed to really put their desires last. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it shows up in so many different ways. And I think illness is one of those ways. Uh, the body's trying to get our attention and tell us, Hey, you need to be doing something differently. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is really paying attention to how we're feeling. And that's connected to what we're thinking and our emotional health as well. Yeah. And what do you think are based on your experience in working with women? What do you think are some of the desires underneath of that when it comes to like the soulful life that you talk about and wanting to, um, take care of yourself, what is, what is an underlying desire within that? If that makes sense, it's not just about like someone coming to you usually probably and saying, I know I need to, um, you know, take care of myself better. There's usually maybe something else that's going on for them that might have led them there. Do you notice any patterns? Oh, of course. And it can show up in their relationships, in careers, in, um, their health specifically having underlying conditions that are are popping up in people who are having trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, very often I find that's a big one, actually sleep. It, it's like, that's how we reset. That's how our body recalibrates every night and, and replenishes itself and, and repairs itself. And many people are, are really experiencing struggle with their sleep, particularly yeah. over the last year with the uncertainty of what's to come. 
But I think underneath all of that uncertainty about what's to come is also this idea that I hear from so many people of, ooh, I, there's so much more I want to do in my life. There's so mm. much further along that I wish I would be. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Mm-hmm. And there's something waiting to emerge in my life, but something's holding me back. And often we can blame it on circumstances like, oh, well, it's this relationship isn't the way I want it to be. This job isn't the, isn't the, the one for me. And at the end of the day, these are choices that we have. Mm-hmm. We can choose to change careers, to address the relationship issues, to have the tough conversations. Those are not fun. But mm-hmm. once we acknowledge them and we act on that, then everything starts to shift. And often the symptoms that people are feeling like the sleepless nights. And then as a result, the the cascade of things that happen because you're not rested, the illnesses, all those kinds of things, like it's all connected. We start to see that all coming into clearer focus, starting to improve as people do start to really connect with what it is they really want to be doing, giving themselves permission to live the life they really want to live. It -hmm. can feel impossible uh, because it may seem so far from where they actually are. But at the end of the day, um, you know, really it's, it is about the individual choices that we're making each day. Yeah. And as you were saying, like all these things are so interconnected and sometimes you see the connections and it is easy at times to almost blame something else outside of it. Like what's well, because of that. And or, you know, for example, like it's because I can't get good sleep that then I'm not able to do this, you know, whether it be eat as good as I want to or work out or whatever it might be. And so sometimes it's about like looking at all those connections and maybe starting with almost like reverse engineering a little bit and starting with the thing that might actually be linked to some other patterns that you're noticing that you want to shift within yourself. And that that big word of self-care, you know, and that big concept that often maybe you get visions of things that go beyond just the basics of drinking enough water and getting seven to nine hours of sleep at night. So, but that's Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. It's like starting with some of those basic things. And if it, if it does go beyond that, it can include many other things too. But do you find that there's a a interesting starting point for a lot of people. Um, I know it depends on the situation and who it might be, but just like some basic things that you continually notice are either missing or maybe just need refined for someone or just, you know, take a look at these areas of your life first and then let the other things kind of fall into place. And what would those be if someone's listening and like, well, where do I start with this? If I know I want to take care of myself better, if I want to you know, be on a path where I'm living more of a purposeful life and taking care of my body in order to do that, then where would be a good place to begin at all? You're right. It's, it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. Because I'll give you an example. Someone I've been talking to recently who has been, they've been in the same career for a while, but it has shifted. Mm-hmm. And due to technology, it is, it is shifted and they really enjoy the team element. They like the team who's working for them and that mm-hmm. they're heading up. They don't like the politics. They don't like the control that feels like it hinders their creativity. And it's really difficult for them to wake up in the morning and to, to put in all of the 110% of effort that they normally do because they, they just feel that disconnect. Mm-hmm. And as I was talking to her, I said, you know, what would make you feel better? Would it be 
a different job or would it be having a conversation with the people who are leading you mm-hmm. to work out a different way of doing things because she loves the team that she is heading up. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, no, th- this is great. The work itself is great. It's just all of the other stuff. And so that's like one place to start. It's really looking within. So in that story, it's like asking those specific questions for someone else. It may be, you know, really just, I have people go over all of the different areas of their life mm-hmm. to see what is working well mm-hmm. and what is not. What do I love? What do I not love? Like yeah. that was what I was thinking of when you were just sharing that one example from her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for instance, okay, you can go through the whole kind of all the different areas of your life, your spiritual life. Are you feeling connected to some something bigger than yourself? Do you feel like you're just going day in, day out, and you're not you feel like, what's this all worth? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, my bills are paid and everything, but I just, I don't feel really filled up. So mm-hmm. could it be a spiritual connection and a grander purpose for what you're doing? Like, is there something that you could be channeling your resources into your time, your energy, your funds, whatever? Um, could it be your health, like your actual physical health? Are you feeling sluggish? Are you feeling um, like you have a, you get sick a lot? Um, is it stress and anxiety? Are you feeling like, particularly this year, are you feeling like, just if you get one more piece of bad news, like you're just going to want to crawl up in a ball and go into a corner, right? Like I think so many of us can relate to that because it's it's like waiting for the, the other shoe to drop, right? Is that mm-hmm. how you're feeling a lot? Is it in your relationship? Are you feeling um, like you are two ships passing the night with your partner? Or do you have a difficult time communicating with your kids? Is it your physical fitness? Do you feel like you just don't move enough mm-hmm. or are you overworking your body? Like you and I spoke about on, on my podcast with, mm-hmm. are we working out too much where we're just exhausted and depleted and there's nothing left? Mm-hmm. What about your creative pursuits? I was speaking to another woman the other day who said she realized for years, she didn't have any hobbies. Mm-hmm. She did her work. She raised her family and that was life. And she, she never, ever even thought to factor in something that she just enjoyed to do for the sheer pleasure of it. Um, what about huge. your intellectual learning? Like, are you stimulating your mind or is every day on autopilot and you're really not learning anything new, right? We have the beauty of these wonderful things. Like what we are on right now, a podcast, there's so much to learn. So many stories to connect into. So what I do is I have people look at all of these different areas Mm-hmm. and say, which ones are a 10 out of a 10? Huh. I don't know that any of them are ever going to be a 10 out of 10, but let's just say 10 out of 10 is like amazing. And maybe, you know, seven or eight out of 10 is pretty darn good. But anything below like a seven, six, five, like, you know, you're getting into that area that maybe we need to be focusing a little bit more on elevating this part of our life. So have them go through all of these different areas their work experience, all every, every single area of their life, their finances, that's a big one too. And there's always something that you can do to help improve that area, but nothing changes unless you focus on it and put in the time and the beauty of coaching, the beauty of working directly with people, whether it's in a group context or one-to-one is you have a mirror that is able to walk you through it, remind you that it's okay that you're not at seven or eight out of 10 on this particular area, because that's called being human, but you don't have to settle for a low number on that scale. You Mm -hmm. can, you can elevate and improve Mm -hmm. whatever is important to you.
yeah, that was a really simple and practical process that I feel like you just shared with looking at those different areas and seeing which ones you're most satisfied with, which ones you're the least satisfied with, and then just taking the first step with some of them. And I guess that's maybe one thing. What would you say to someone who says, okay, well, it's this area and I could do this and I could do that and I could do that. And maybe they feel like there's so many options of where to begin and they're not taking any action because they feel either not confident to take a certain action or they feel overwhelmed by fitting it in or taking the action. What would you share there? Well, first of all, I can really relate to this because I get lots of ideas. And I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurial spirited do uh, because there's so many shiny, wonderful things we can try and do. And we, in our culture, especially with social media, we can be constantly looking at what everyone else is doing and comparing and thinking, mm-hmm. ooh, that looks great. I should be doing what they're doing. Exactly. And then now, the following week, switching, right? So what I found really helped me was, again, just turning all of that off and getting still with myself and asking myself a couple of guiding questions. One being, what do I love most about myself and what I bring to the world? And that can be a hard question because... Mm-hmm. Again, we're not taught to really think about those things. We were taught very often. I know I was raised to be very modest and, you know, um, not, it was never really said, don't shine too bright, but I feel like it was implied. Mm-hmm. And I think that's people's greatest fear in many ways is to shine too brightly because they think maybe, oh no, will someone think that I'm being too high on myself? Um, but I think permission to shine granted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And when you're alone with yourself, you can really get real. What am I good at? What am I not great at? So let's focus on what I'm good at. And then I take it outside of that and to my close circle. And I've asked before, like, what are, what are my biggest attributes that I bring into the world that you are aware of, you know, have them reflected back to you because often they'll tell you things you never thought or the thing that you thought you weren't great at, or that you didn't really you thought, well, that's not a big deal, is the one thing that is really making a difference in their life. And they've, they've shown that. And so once you know that, you're able to pair up what you think of yourself and what is being reflected back to you. And then use those qualities to go through the list of all the many plethora of ideas that are racing around in your head and say, well, how do they connect? Look for connection points with, you know, is this uh, an offer that I can bring into the world? Is this a type of a type of business I can start? Is this a type of um, connection point for me? And when you do that, you'll know when it's the right one because it will resonate within you. And I find often the indication that it is the way to go is I get that little butterfly feeling in my stomach of, oh, that'd be really cool. But oh, I don't know. Could I really do that? Right. Like Mm -hmm. that kind of little bit of excitement and not, I don't want to say fear really is excitement, but almost feels like fear. Mm -hmm. I think follow that and and see where it leads. Mm -hmm. And when it's in the stepping into it in one small way, whether it be, it really depends obviously on the type of business you're starting or whatever the case, but let's say, let's say you have uh, a course that you want to take online and you really want to speak about this thing. Try doing just uh, a Facebook live or an Instagram live about it. Just see how it feels. Talk about it. 
yeah. talk about it. And, you yeah. know, with no expectation of any kind of uh, win or gain or whatever, just doing it and stepping into it is the win. And then see what kind of responses you get. Um, yeah. Like I think really trusting yourself to try and to play. Like I, I want us to be more curious and playful as we move forward, because again, I keep referencing this book. I'm going to reach for it now. Again, I have not met this woman, but I want to founder of business checks, Emma Isaacs winging it. Uh-huh. It's such a good book. Why action beats planning every time. I can't stop talking about this book because nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> she's so successful and she's dealing with tons of successful people. And myself, I, it's been my experience as well. The people who you think are going to shine so brightly and do amazing things. Sometimes you just never hear from them again. But those people who are just honest and authentically themselves and they just take one step and put it in front of the other, they go off to do incredible things. So it's, we get to choose. We get to choose and let's have fun doing it because otherwise what's the point? Yeah. That word kept coming up as you were talking, uh, that play, you know, be, be curious, be playful, try something. And we often learn so much when we just try that first thing. And it also can come with, you know, a lack of confidence or, maybe feeling like it didn't go the way you expected. And, and that is just a invitation for a different direction sometimes, or maybe trying it again. And, you know, so often you can look back and see, well, I stopped trying that because it made me feel a certain way about myself, or, you know, I didn't feel like it went well. And a lot of times it's just realizing, like you said, that everyone is really just doing things on repeat, trying new things, messing up, trying it again, <laughs> however you want to look at it. And yeah. it's not, it's definitely not about um, getting it exactly right for you or for, you know, whether you're talking about your personal health or business endeavors the first time around. So let that be a bit of encouragement. I hope to be playful. Perfection, I think kills a lot of dreams about myself. It's something I am a recovering perfectionist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm also recovering people pleaser. Again, it it was modeled for me and, you know, it took me a while to kind of find my way. And then I think what really helped shift things for me was when I started a family and I wanted to impart this wisdom to my children and say, boys, I have two boys. You can go for it and you can go after your dreams and you can put everything into it. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't work out exactly how you plan it to that knowing that you did it and you tried, you'll never regret that. You regret not doing it. Yeah. And, you know, teaching them all about self-talk and words are powerful and only say those things to yourself that you would say to someone who you love so much because you should love yourself, right? Say words of, of love and words of life to yourself and to others. And in doing that, it really shines a light on how, Ooh, yeah, I need to be doing that more myself. Mm -hmm. So when we have, it's so true. We have people close to us who, who we want to elevate. We see, it's so easy for us to look outside of ourselves and see the beauty of that is in other people and say, wow, look, they can do that. I know they can. And I believe in you and then not do the same thing for ourselves. So again, having kids can be a mirror. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. It's a really great motivator for me. Mm-hmm. And wherever people can find that motivation, whether it's a really good friend or a, a partner, a parent, somebody, 
I really invite you to, to find that. Like, I think that's so important having a community. I know you have your beautiful wild community. I think it's so wonderful because you're able to elevate each other. And sometimes you're going to find in your own personal midst, in your day-to-day life, you may not have people who really think on the same page as you, who have that maybe entrepreneurial spark or just that, that desire to help others and like want more in their life. And that's okay. You, we love those people. And it's nice to have a group of people who are trying to be uh, moving in a growth trajectory. Exactly. And it's so crucial to, uh, to surround ourselves with that. Otherwise, our dreams will die very, very easily because we don't have anyone showing us that it's possible. And we don't have anyone holding us accountable. And so often you have to take the first step into that too. And, you know, it may show up as an invitation, but it also may be you seeking it out and asking to be a part of it, you know, stepping into that. A lot of times we're sitting back and waiting too. Right. And with all of these ways of taking care of ourselves and the, I guess, the overwhelm that can come from it or the stagnation that can come from maybe the perfectionist things that are holding us back. If there's one thing that I would say that really helps a lot of times with me anchoring to certain practices that support my well-being and my action taking in business, it's anchoring to a cycle and a rhythm of my own energy, my, my own body. So I'm curious. And I ask all the wild femme guests this question, is there a cycle, whether inner cycle or outer rhythms and cycles, like with lunar phases or the seasons that you anchor to? And what does that look like? Yes. I love cycles and seasons. And I didn't realize just how much I relied on that until again, starting a family. Um, Well, actually really before that, it was, it was, planning to wait on having a family was when I really started to link to my, my own feminine cycle. Mm -hmm. And when I learned all about how the feminine rhythms work, because I, you know, the, the life I had lived prior to that time was very much just get it done, go to work, do your thing, ignore how you're feeling, push through, medicate, whatever you got to do. And that was not working for me. Yeah. evidently. And so when I really tapped into those, those cycles and of my, my feminine cycles, um, I realized that I did have different energy throughout the month. And there were times where I was ready to be out into the world and uh, more communicative. And then those other times where I had great ideas and I needed to act on them. And those other times where I just needed to rest, I needed to slow down. I needed to be introspective. And as I learned more about the various cycle phases of the menstrual cycle, I realized, oh, wow. Okay. All women are designed this way. This is so cool. And then of course, how it's all connected to the moon for many, many years. um, I've tracked my cycle since getting married since like the month before I got married (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I use the symptothermal method of Mm -hmm. um, birth uh, control Mm -hmm. and have for 26 years, Mm -hmm. 25 years. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be married 25 years this summer. I had to think about that for a second. Um, And so in doing that, I just really got to know where I was at all the time. And then I started to see the correlation with my energy. So I Mm -hmm. knew, okay, I can plan things a little better to slow down Mm -hmm. when I need to be slowing down, et cetera. And then later on, it factored into my wellness and the wellness programs and things based on, you know, how to eat and move and plan your life and relationships around that energy as 
best you can. I think really it's just awareness, right? Like we can't change the world around us, but we can change how we approach each day Mm -hmm. and maybe our schedule to a degree. We can, you know, not book all of our fun dates and stuff like three days before our cycle starts. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that. And you're right. it, It is very, very anchoring. Um, so for instance, this weekend I was just finishing up my, like I'm, I've now, I just started a new, a new cycle at the end of the week. And so the weekend was very restful, relaxing. And I really felt my follicular energy, which is like the, the phase after your bleeding phase that I really felt it start ramping up yesterday. And I thought, well, this is so interesting. And it's so clockwork, like literally for years, my, my menstrual cycle would start on a, um, it would start on a full moon uh-huh. for many, many years. And then in the last, over the last year, it's been like the new moon. And I find it very interesting because I'm 48. I'm in my perimenopausal second phase of perimenopausal years. And I'm like, it's so interesting. It's like things have, you know, you go through those little times where things are a little bit more tricky, but I just feel like an ease. Mm-hmm. coming about. And what's really helped, I think, for me to get to that place is going to bed earlier, waking up earlier, and just really moving my body even more so in sync with my cycles. And I know you talk about that a lot. And it's pretty miraculous because I'm not experiencing, you know, the tricky time that my mom experienced. Like she was very, very open. I'm grateful that while she was here, on this earth. Um, like I was a teenager when she went through menopause and I remember it. And I remember her talking to me about it. And I was so grateful to have that because, um, so many friends of mine are like, I have no idea what it was like for my, my mom, either they had a hysterectomy or they just never talked about it. And their mom was no longer with them. Mm -hmm. Or we just don't talk about that in my family. I think that's a big (laughs) one. Right. Mm -hmm. But knowing your family history is so helpful. It's not be all and end all, but it's certainly helpful. And so I, I kind of had an idea for around the age my mom was, and I'm, I'm headed into that phase right now of, of no longer cycling. Um, and I feel really grounded. I feel rooted. And I feel along with that, I think what really roots me too and gives me the confidence to try new things, to wing it more, to raise my voice more, to reach out and connect. Like you and I, I don't even remember how we connected. It was through a group, I guess. Yeah, through, yeah, through uh, Kate Northrop's Do Less group. Through Do Less. Yes, that's right. Yes. I knew that. I knew mm-hmm. that. <laughs> through Do Less. And like just asking the question and then saying yes and and just trusting. It has all come as, as I'm approaching these wisdom years of menopause. And I feel vibrant. I don't feel like, oh, this is the end. I really feel like my best years are ahead of me. And, you know, we have control over choices and what we do each day. And we can choose to have hope for what's to come and embrace like the beautiful creation that we get to live in called our body and embrace those cycles. Or we can live the way I used to live, which was like, kind of like, oh man, it's just so hard. And, you know, you know, just ignore it and it'll go away and just medicate it away. No, I think tuning and tapping into it, we can harness so much power and wisdom at any age, really. But I'm just realizing it's like automatically kind of deepening as I, as I get older. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I totally agree how we can choose, you know, how we approach it and what our uh, mindset is around it, no matter what stage or phase we're entering and how that feels, how that looks. I I love what you shared there and Mm -hmm. kind of related to that. Is there one thing that you do 
most days at least for your health personally. I do love to move my body pretty much every day. Um, there, there's like a three pronged thing for self-care that I do each day. And it's definitely, well, maybe four. Mm-hmm. So when I first wake up, it's like prayer and affirmations uh-huh. really for the life I want to live and for how I want to feel. If I can calibrate to that right away, it's, it's so wonderful. Um, and then I will do some form of exercise, have a lot of water, do whether to, I'm doing a lot more elliptical walking right now because it's so cold outside. I, I just, I get very tense when I'm bundled up and I'm freezing So <laughs> for the next few weeks. It'll be mainly indoor walking on the elliptical. And then I have my apple cider vinegar, raw honey and lemon water to really start my digestive fire going. Um, and then I ease into having my breakfast, which is, you know, very plant-based type of breakfast. And then the other thing is that I end my day with is journaling. And it's really, I feel like it's a prayer journal. It's like me talking to God, just saying, Hey, this is how I felt about today. This is what I'm hoping for. This is what I'm grateful for. Um, this is what I'm struggling with. And, and that's my practice. I know everyone may have different belief systems about what they want to impart in something like that. Um, but I find it's that connects me with something greater. And for some reason, my whole life, I've always felt like, and, and I hope that people feel this way. I hope that when they really get quiet, you can feel that you're here for a reason. There's a really important reason why you are here. And um, like you matter, you matter so, so much. And so when you connect into a higher power, I feel like that is, that's the starting point of that. So those are really my anchoring uh, actions that I do. Beautiful. And what does wild mean to you? I know I shared in the beginning about the connection to nature and being an acronym in my world for women into living their dreams. And we've been talking all about that. Um, What does, what does wild mean to you when I say that word? Right away, when I think about it, I feel like permission for more in your life, Mm -hmm. like wild thinking, wild dreams for yourself so that you can also show others that it's possible. Like I, I, I think all of us have this idea. We've maybe heard that being ultimately successful, the, the way the world has, has said success is all about you have reached a certain amount of money in your bank and you have these things or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then often there's like, you know, it's lonely at the top where success can be very lonely. I don't think it has to be that way. And I don't think success, success is different for all of us. I think when you really say yes to your biggest, most beautiful dreams and you allow yourself to go for it and go for more, you're truly living wild Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. Like I think of wild as like seeing um, a deer running in the wild or a, a horse that's not been tamed running, just that beauty mm-hmm. that, that they were designed with. And, and we're, we're humans and we have emotions and ideas and innovation. And, you know, we've sent people in outer space, like we are pretty wild. So let's harness that and, and let's live for more because I have lived part of my adult life being content. And mm-hmm. my needs are mad and I can help some people and that's great. But just being content, I feel like it's not enough. I feel like, and it, again, it looks different for everyone, but I feel like there's almost something more we can be doing. So what is that? Ask yourself that question. It almost sounds like the content person being unleashed <laughs> right. into 
into something more, into something beyond just average or mediocre or content or it's okay, you know? What, what else is maybe outside of that? That's wonderful. Is there anything yeah. that I didn't ask you that you would love to share in relationship to anything we've talked about with living a soulful life, practices for health and well-being, um, feeling purpose? Yeah, anything else that you'd like to add that I didn't ask you? Yeah, I, I really think just prioritizing it, prioritizing time to get out of the day-to-day, get out of, you know, just the going through the motions in your life. It's very easy for all of us to to just be on that treadmill, no matter what kind of lifestyle we're living. I think giving yourself that time regularly mm-hmm. to dream a bit and to dream into how can I feel better? How can I live better? How can I give more? How can I connect more? Because when I mentioned about contentment, like being content, hey, that's great. You know, hey, me and my family, we're doing okay kind of thing. Like there's that sentiment, but being just content and just having enough, um, we look around us, we see a lot of needs that need to be met that people are struggling with, right? If we can tap into the magic and the wild beauty within us to do more, to be more without burning out, like, don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. I'm not saying like, let's max out our energy. I'm saying do more of what really lights us up because it really does impact other people around you in a positive way. And as a result of that, if we're doing more in our businesses and reaching more people, we can help more people who maybe are not in a position right now to help themselves. Mm -hmm. I would, I would say that is, um, that's really foundational. Yeah. That pause. the the word pause came to me and it goes back to what we were talking about with cycles and anchoring to that because we have a built-in reminder every month whether it's your inner cycle or the outer rhythms that are happening all the time whether we're aware of them or not to have that pause and like a reset and then you know when we're not in tune to that it can feel like you're just going through the motions and there's no um there's no real uh, intentional check-in but mm-hmm. those, those anchor points are so helpful. I, I love that. Thank you for everything that you've shared and for all the ways that you're helping women with their health, with their purpose, with business and all of those things. Where can people connect with you further after hearing you here on the podcast? Well, thank you so much for having me, Jenny. I love the work that you're doing and the way you're sharing this concept of wild femme. And I think a lot of people will be elevated as they keep reconnecting to that wild part of themselves with your, with your guidance. Um, People can follow me at SheilaBotello.com. That's S-H-E-I-L-A-B-O-T-E-L-H-O.com. Best way to you know, stay tuned for things that are coming down the pike. I actually have a beautiful sleep reset program coming up in March is by subscribing um, so SheilaBatello.com forward slash subscribe is the best way to just get updates if that is something that you feel like you need a recalibration of. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like what you said right there, Jenny, about um, the pause is so important. I know I'm talking about doing more, right? But doing more from a rested place. Yeah. When you are rested, when you are really connected to what is meant for you, you make fewer mistakes. 
you do more of the things that are going to be high mileage for you and you do less of all the extraneous stuff that just doesn't matter. I'll give you a quick example. Um, I really took a lot of, like I took the last two weeks of December off and then a lot of January, I was just kind of easing into the year. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty much my pattern the last two years now. And as a result, I have so much more energy for the rest of the year. So I invite people to do that. And uh, if sleep is necessary, then we can help you with that. Yeah, that's so good. Thanks for mentioning that. And I will have all those links in the show notes for those of you listening, watching. Just check those out wherever you are listening, watching. Look for the link. And thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.